It's good to be here again, especially since we're talking about the matter that we have at hand today and that we began to talk about on our last broadcast and that we'll be talking about for some broadcasts to come, how a Christian can handle trouble in his life. And in order to understand this, we're looking at a very troubled person's life and his explanation of how he handled it God's way, namely what the Apostle Paul has to say in the first chapter of his letter to the Philippians. Now, for those of you who didn't listen last time, let's try to get the background quickly before us again. Paul is, of course, writing from prison in Rome. He's about ready to be taken before the mad emperor of the world, Nero, the man who burned down Rome uh, later on because he didn't like the kind of architecture that was around. And uh, he's going to be brought for trial before Nero. And in the face of imprisonment and possible death and even torture, he's the man who talks about joy in Philippians 4 and about peace. And now he's talking about how he got that joy and peace, how God enabled him and how he was able by that uh, ability that God gave to him to face such trials as he did. You know, this is not, as we said uh, last time, some a green seminarian talking about uh, how to handle trouble. This is the man that that Philippian jailer had heard sing praises to God in his own prison when he had his back lacerated by 39 stripes there at midnight in Philippi. All right, now let's hear what he has to say. Last time we saw that the thing that made the difference, according to Paul's words in Philippians 1.12, was that he looked beyond the trouble to the hand of God. He saw God at work in trouble. He saw that trouble was not just the result of sin in this world, and certainly it is the result of sin, a world that has been set against us and a world that has been plunged into sin that hates Christians and hates the gospel, brings trouble into their lives. But he saw that even through those things that sinful people do, that God's hand was still sovereign over them. And that even the things that they seek to do wrong were things that God was working in so as to bring good out of evil. There's a great passage, you know, in the Old Testament it sa that says, they meant it to me for evil, evil, but God meant it to me for good. And this is the way that Paul began to look at trouble. As he sat there in his, his prison in Rome, he says, uh, I want you to understand, brethren, verse 12, that my circumstances... I've evaluated the situation. I've looked at this imprisonment. I've thought and prayed about it. And here's what I want you to understand. I want you to know, brethren, that my circumstances really have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel. There were many Christians at uh, Philippi who were doubting this. They were wondering whether God had gone wrong, something had gone wrong with God's plans. Here, the greatest missionary the world had ever seen is, is put on the sidelines. Uh, what was wrong? Well, actually, it was not putting Paul on the sidelines. In the providence of God, he had been taken to the very heart and core of the whole Mediterranean world, to the very palace of the emperor of the world. And here was an opportunity, an unparalleled opportunity for the progress of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, this is what Christians need to see in their trouble. And if they don't begin to see this in their trouble, they're going to become defeated by trouble. 
Paul could triumph over trouble because he could see that the hand of God was directing his life, that the trouble that came was in order to somehow spread the gospel of Christ. Now, he may not have understood how it was going to spread the gospel of Christ and turn out for the greater progress of that gospel right at first. But because he believed that, because he really believed that all trouble that came into his life was in some way a way in which uh, God could be honored, that all trouble that came into his life provided opportunities for the spread of the gospel, because he believed that, he looked for those opportunities. If we don't understand something and if we don't know that it's present and if we don't know that it's there, we're not going to look for it. And so when trouble comes, you need to remember that the trouble that comes into your life, like the trouble that came into Paul's life, comes for a purpose. It comes in order to give you an opportunity to spread the gospel of Christ in some way, to somehow honor him, to somehow bring joy into the lives of other Christians. These are the kinds of things that trouble can bring. But if we don't recognize this, if we don't know this, if we don't believe this, or if we, even believing it, forget it and focus only on the trouble itself, we will miss the opportunity. And the gospel, you see, will not be proclaimed as it should by us. Now, how was this furthering the gospel of Christ? Well, look at verse 13. He says this has turned out for the greater progress of the gospel. How? Well, the first way is because his imprisonment, he says, has become well, uh, imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known throughout the whole Praetorian Guard and to everyone else. As he says elsewhere, there were saints in Caesar's household. Christians had come into being right there in the very palace of the emperor of the world. And here was the Praetorian Guard. These were the people who were uh, chained to Paul and who for hours on end had to listen to Paul as he preached the gospel to them. They were a captive audience. One after another as they came to be with Paul, he took the opportunity to witness to them about Christ, to tell them how the Lord Jesus Christ had come into the world to die on the cross in the place of guilty sinners and that who all who put their trust and their faith in him might have everlasting life through him. And here and there, a guard would ask more questions. A guard would begin to study the scriptures with Paul. Paul turned the prison not only into a Bible study with his guards, he turned it into a seminary because many of these men, these very men who were here at this time, were then transported to faraway places like Great Britain. The Roman Empire extended all over Europe, all the way up to England. And the first preaching of the gospel probably occurred as a result of what Paul did right here, preaching the gospel to these guards who then, some of whom became Christians and went all the way up, these crack troops of Caesar, through uh, Europe and all the way up as far as Great Britain is concerned. Well, we can speculate about that, but at least these guards carried the gospel elsewhere. And not only the guards, somehow they carried it and it into Caesar's household itself. And the gospel had become well-known, he says, through the whole Praetorian Guard and to everybody else around there in the uh, household of Caesar. What a remarkable opportunity this had become. 
But now suppose Paul, instead of taking that opportunity, instead of looking for it, instead of being aware of the fact that God gives opportunities through trouble for the preaching of the gospel, suppose Paul had become self-centered. Suppose he had sat there and groused and grumped and complained and murmured about his trouble. Suppose he had become fearful and worried and anxious about it. Suppose he had focused in on himself and focused on the trouble and forgot to focus upon the sovereign God who is over the trouble and who is bringing the trouble, really, in order to bring the gospel to a further point. Well, you see, the opportunities then would have been lost. But Paul knew that trouble means an opportunity for honoring God. Do you know that, too, in your trouble that you're facing now? Well, you'd better be able to understand that. When you understand that, then you can look for the opportunities. Look for the opportunities that trouble brings. Look for the hand of God and honor him in it. Lord, help us to see clearly through the trouble to your hand behind it. And help us to bless and honor your name through the way that we handle it. For Christ's sake we pray. Amen.